Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at local sport with me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. And in this, the last show of 2015, we'll review what's been another great year of sport across Mansfield, Ashford and Bolsover. Hopefully it will continue tonight with Mansfield Town's youngsters in FA Youth Cup action at home to Sunderland. We'll preview the match with Academy Manager John Dempster, whilst first team boss Adam Murray says it's a massive night. These are the games as a kid you want to play in. They'll be excited all week for this and preparing all week. It'll be their cup final Friday, so it'll be nice if some of our fans can get down to support the boys on, because it will be a challenge. We'll to hear from Murray about how conceding early goals has become a pain in the backside for the senior squad and from midfielder Mitch Rose about how he can't believe he's getting a regular start. I don't know, it's just overwhelming um, each week to get the opportunity to play in such a competitive squad with such quality. I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that have been given to me. There's the latest from the World Darts Championship as well as all our regular features including the Mansfieldtown Weekly Prize draw, Morris's Minute Moan and the Sports Talk Predictor. So there's plenty between now and seven on the home of local Sportman Sword Wire 3.2, so let's get underway. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Great to have you with us here on this uh, Friday night. The final Sports Talk, Tim Morris. Of 2015. 2015, yeah, where's it gone? It's unbelievable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, been a fantastic year, but flown by. Yeah, because of course we're not here next week because it's Christmas Day. Yep. We'll all be sat after eating lots of uh, Christmas dinner yeah. and... Waiting for Doctor Who. Waiting for Doctor Who, <laughs> well, it'd be on by now, wouldn't <laughs> oh, it? Of course it's on early, yes, you're right. Definitely yeah. be listening to Matt Freeman on Mansell 103.2 as yeah, well. Yeah, at that the time. same time. Yeah, yeah, as well as watching it. Uh, and then the week after it's New Year's Day, we're off then, so we're back on yep. the 8th of January. January. It seems a hell of a long time away. Yes, but it isn't really. It's only no. sort of three weeks today and we thought we were going to have... Uh, we're going to be talking about no- nothing coming yeah. up for the Stags because the 9th of January was free a for free them. Free weekend, but not no. no. Not now, rather, that's right. Yeah. They have uh, re- just rearranged one today, yeah. haven't an- they? An hour ago, we had a- an email from the club to say we're now playing Stevenage, a game that was planned for a Tuesday later in the new year. Yeah. They brought it forward to fill the empty weekend because both teams are out of the cup. Is that a good thing, do you think? Are you, are you pleased with I've, that? I've, providing we don't get you know injuries galore over the Christmas New Year games, yes, I think it is because you want to keep momentum going. Hmm. But of course, if we do get injuries, etc., and the weather turns, you know, like last Saturday, you know, we did well to get a draw out of that game at the end of the day. In my opinion, it probably shouldn't have started. Yeah, but it's interesting. We'll talk more about it shortly because Adam Murray was saying it would be great to have that as a mini break so you can yep. have these four games and then really go for them. But we'll talk more about it shortly. But let's find out what's been happening in the rest of today's sports news with James Brandon. <laughs> Mansfield town boss Adam Murray says the youth team will do the club proud no matter what happens tonight. The youngsters managed by John Dempster have a tough FA Youth Cup tie against Premier League side Sunderland at the One Call Stadium with kickoff at 7pm. Murray insists an upset is possible even though there is a massive gulf between the two teams. Dempster was talking to their guy up at Sunderland and they've been buying players from France and all over the country and the world which is the difference but what we are is very proud of, of working for and I know the players are very proud of playing for Mansfield Town and we're on the up ourselves. We're, we're moving this club forward rapidly and that's a privilege to be part of. It appears that the return of Goose Hiddink to Chelsea isn't a done deal. The Dutchman is quoted in his homeland as saying it could take days for him to make a decision either way. It would be his second spell in charge after guiding them to the FA Cup in 2009 during another caretaker stint. Jose Mourinho was sacked yesterday amid poor form this season. 
James Taylor says England's cricketers will be ready for the first test in South Africa, which starts a week tomorrow. The batsmen made a century during their opening warm-up match against an invitation 11, which ended in a draw due to bad weather. Opener Alex Hales' lack of runs was one of the main talking points, but Taylor's among those who thinks his Nottinghamshire teammates' form will improve as the tour goes on. Along with the other guys that didn't score as many runs as they wanted, it's up to them to um, score some runs in the next game and get themselves prepared for that first test match. And in ice hockey, the Nottingham Panthers play their first home game in three weeks tomorrow night, and it's a top-two clash in the Elite League. Cardiff Devils come to the NIC with the Panthers looking to close a three-point gap to the leaders. Head coach Corey Nielsen admits it'll be great to be back playing in front of a near-capacity crowd. Playing on the road is a grind. It's a gruel. you got to kind of go out there. But when you get back, you get that energy back. This week, we've really tried to manage their energy levels and practice, get them fired back up. You know, this team plays real well in front of a, a full, loud building and in front of great competition in the Cardiff Devils. They're an awesome team, so we're going to have to be sharp and we'll have to do our job. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. I'm James Brandon. There's local news at the top of the hour. Thanks, James. Yes, we've got news with Tony Delahunty at 6 o'clock, but plenty on Sports Talk tonight. And let's talk darts, because you know it is at Christmas time, Tim Morris, don't you, when the PDC World Championships exactly. comes on? and all the glamour, all the colour, all the noise. It's just a fantastic time of year. Yeah, and there are Dan Alexandra Pines for us, as always, is Dan Dawson. Good evening, Dan. Yeah, good evening. And uh, it, is, it doesn't get any more glamorous than my little radio <laughs> booth here <laughs> at Ali Pally, I can assure you that. What about this? I mean, people always tend to sort of poo-poo this first week because it seems like all the main stuff happens Boxing Day onwards. But there's some interesting darts going on, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, look, let's make no bones about it. We've got some rank outsiders playing in the opening round, as they should be in a, in a world mm. championship, any big tournament. And they are potential banana skins for these big guys. I remember a few years ago, John Park, the defending champion, went out in round one to uh, a guy from America. And, you know, you can genuinely find yourself in trouble, um, particularly with the amount of young up-and-coming players coming through the, the PDC system now. Uh, I mean, you know, go back a few years, Phil Taylor was nearly knocked out in round one by some bloke called Michael Van Gogh. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, that oh, that's it, yeah. Red-hot favourite to win this year's <laughs> William Hill World Championship. So, yeah, there's, there's there are some also-rams. We saw a guy earlier on from China who, who missed the entire board uh, in the very first leg. He also <laughs> managed to bust 133. Quite frankly, it was, it was all in the first leg. It was one of the greatest game, legs of darts I've ever seen in the World Championship um, but we are seeing a lot of guys who are going to be big names in the future and they can cause problems for the established names in the game What about Michael Van Gogh then overall he's the overwhelming favourite but you just feel this could be one year when somebody comes out of what is a pretty big chasing pack this time round I, I think there are a lot of people who could potentially go and win it but make no mistake about it uh, Michael Van Gogh is the overwhelming favourite he has had a stellar year he's won 18 titles he now has has won every single major PDC title in existence and he's done it all in a, in a three-year period so that is some going he's won a more than a million pounds over the last two years in prize money alone you can forget all his sponsorships and things like that the man is a real machine at the moment I don't know who's going to stop him there are people who can maybe Michael Smith in the quarterfinals maybe Peter Wright in the semi-finals maybe Phil Taylor or Gary Anderson in the final but there are other people not even mentioned Adrian Lewis James yeah. Wade there is a big chasing pack as you say uh, and the, the, the stage is a bit different this year. They've, they've rotated it 90 degrees, haven't they, from normal? Yeah, they have. It was a bit disorientating when I first went in on the opening day. However, I think it's a significant improvement. They've got an extra 500 seats in there just by changing the orientation of it around. And when I spoke to Peter Wright last night after his win, he said it does feel like they're right on top of you, the mm. fans. It's, you're getting noise from the sides when previously there weren't any fans down 
down those bits um it does make a bit of a difference and the atmosphere so far has been has been very good very lively as you expect at the darts i think we're going to see something special when we get a, a real game that you know real, really sets off so far we've had relatively comfortable victories we want one to go really close perhaps a, a you know a sudden death leg or, or come close to one of the really big shocks one of the, the big names under pressure and has to perform that's when we'll really notice the difference in this crowd finally it goes on till the 2nd of january is that right a third of january, january we've got the yeah. final yeah so it's a, a long old slog we've got the first round before christmas we're back on the 26th playing boxing day this year for the start of the second round and then the final on the 3rd of january is it going to be michael van Gogh? could it be a 17th world title for phil taylor don't rule him out he is a second favorite for this title or he was pre-tournament gary anderson's win last night means that he's just edged above it well it's going to be a fantastic tournament dan dawson will be following every step of the way here on mansu 103.2 i'm sure we'll talk over the christmas period dan anytime you like absolutely dan dawson they're live at alexandra palace and just as we say it's just a it, it, it personifies christmas doesn't it that's that right oh, definitely watching it last night you know it's definitely uh, more involvement if that's even possible for, from the supporters or the fans if you like because because the way they've changed the stage around and the fact that they've done it to make get more people in make more money of course just shows you how big this darts tournament is indeed and we'll get reports from Dan Dawson throughout the Christmas period here on Mansour 103.2 quick, uh, quick break here on Sports Talk and when we come back we'll be talking FA Youth Cup football and the Stags Academy manager John Dempster will be on the line that's next Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield unitedcarpetsandbeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 we've also got a ticket competition tonight by the way to win a pair of uh, two pairs of tickets to Mansfield home game with Accrington Stanley which is on Saturday the 2nd of January we'll tell you more details about that shortly but tonight at the Warren Call Stadium massive game going on uh, Mansfield youth side are involved in FA Youth Cup action third round game against Sunderland and joining us live uh, from the Ian Greaves stand is Academy Manager John Dempster. Good evening, Demps. Good evening, Jason. What's the overriding feeling ahead of, of this one tonight, do you think? Um, excitement, I hope. Um, there's bound to be a few nervous bodies in the change room, but that's uh, merely their mind and bodies getting ready for the challenge ahead. We've had Sunderland watched on several occasions and they are, they're, they're a professional out outfit with some outstanding young players, as you can imagine, so it's going to be a real test for us tonight. But we've had a good week in preparation. Uh, and now, once that whistle goes, you've got to let the boys go and hopefully do the business or do, at least do themselves proud. Do you uh, nurture the excitement or do you try and sort of keep it low, if you see what I mean? How do you, how do you play this sort of game? Well, with this batch of players we've got, you've got to manage it because uh, in the first two rounds against uh, Cambridge City and Deerham, uh, it was like a party bus on the way to the to the game. And then when the, the, the game started, we kind of hit a bit of a lull. So um, they've been a lot calmer in, on the journey to, to the one call. Uh, they seem a lot calmer in the change room. And as long as they build it up between now and kickoff, uh, that's the idea. It's uh, You don't want to peak too early. What's uh, Sunderland like then as a team? What, what, I mean, uh, what have you noticed when you've watched them? They're a good football inside, which you'd expect from a Premiership outfit. Um, that that they they play out from the back. Um, they have got a, a very good centre forward who's physical and quick. Um, but they've got uh, midfielders that are comfortable on the ball, happy to run with the ball. So, like I say, it is going to be a massive test for us tonight. But um, you know, we've give them a lot of information this week hopefully they've taken it in I'm sure they have um, and if, if we can do ourselves proud tonight I mean I'm, I'm sure it'll be very entertaining hopefully we can get a few bodies in the in in the stadium to come and see the boys and support them um, and I think it'd be a lovely way to go into Christmas 
regardless of the result, if you know if, if people came down to support us tonight. Is it going to be a case of trying to make it as uncomfortable as possible for Sunderland? Yeah, I mean, that's been one of our tactics all season, to be <laughs> honest, Jason. Um, we, we did recruit from exit trials, so we've got a lot of boys who um, weren't wanted by other football clubs, uh, but they've done themselves proud this season, and we, we currently sit top of the, the football league uh, in the region we're playing in. Uh, it's not all about that, but it's, it's a good sign that we're uh, doing things professionally at the academy. Uh, it's a sign that the, the boys have bought into what we're trying to do. Uh, and if we can add the ingredients uh, in tonight, into tonight's game that we've added uh, throughout the season, I'm sure we can give Sunderland a game. What do you want in the lads to take out of tonight's game, win, lose or draw? Um, hopefully they'll learn from the experience throughout the week, really, because they've finished their education um, uh, at the end of last week. They've had all week to um, train, to do some classroom work, some tactic work, and I've tried to mirror what the first team do. Uh, so they've had a little sample of what goes on on a day-to-day basis with the first team. Uh, and at the end of it, like on a week-to-week basis with the first team, um, the end product is the Saturday game. And obviously tonight, uh, it's a Friday night, and I, I just hope that they rise to the occasion and, like I say, do themselves proud. After this, is this a little bit of a winter break, isn't there? Um, yeah, the, uh, education finishes, uh, the, college sh- the college shuts down, uh, so we've got a little period, a little break, um, just about two weeks. Um, they won't all be having a break. The ones that live further afield um, in Brighton and Barnsley and places like that, they'll be going home. But the more local lads will probably be called upon to come in with the first team, help out a little bit with a gaffer, and um, hopefully they'll, it'll be an opportunity for them to get in front of the gaffer's nose as well. <laughs> this weekend, though, you'll probably have a chance to put your feet up and have a you know a little glass of wine or whatever and, and look back and uh, and sort of take in these uh, these months so far of this season it gives you a chance to reflect and I'm sure you must be pretty delighted uh, at how it's going for you at the moment yeah um, I think the schedule my wife's got planned for me is a lot more <laughs> hectic than it is at work so I think I'd rather be here to be honest Jason but uh, yeah a bit of Christmas shopping to do I haven't had a chance to do that yet um, well, you've still got a week yet, plenty of time yeah loads of time I'm, I mean I'm, I'll probably do that the following week <laughs> um, yeah so a little bit of rest time, a little bit of family time, uh, but when you're involved in football, you just love being involved in it, and, and no doubt I'll find myself in and around what the first team are doing anyway. What about for yourself as well? I mean, this time last year, of course, you were part of the first team squad. This didn't look like anything on the horizon, did it? This has been a, a monumental 12 months for you. It has, and it's been hectic, so it hasn't really given me an opportunity to reflect and think, bloody hell, I've retired. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's, um, it, I, I love it, I enjoy it. I love working with the young players of the football club. It's really rewarding to see them progress and to develop uh, and I, I appreciate the opportunity that's been given to me by the football club and Adam Murray and the directors and the chairman and I'll always do my best I think they know that has it been what you've expected it's been a lot harder and a lot more stressful um, you'd be surprised what goes on on a day-to-day basis with mm. um, young lads parents etc uh, especially with you know tr- going into the EPPP and getting things set set kind of set up from scratch uh, but you know the harder things are to do I suppose the more rewarding they are it's been fantastic so far what's going to happen in the next hour John what's the what's the plan what are you going to do I'm going to go into that change room and I'm going to give a <laughs> Churchillian mon- speech you probably. got it you got it that's the word I was looking for uh, <laughs> and then hopefully the boys are going to go out and, and do the business uh, but like I say I've seen Sunderland play on uh, several occasions now and, and, and the test in front of us is, is a mammoth one. And your message to the, the, the fans of Mansell Town and people around Mansell Ashton Bowles is come down and have a look tonight and, and cheer the Stags on, I think. 
yeah it's no less than the the young players deserve uh, on a week-to-week basis they've been wearing the shirt with pride uh, and working hard with you know guts and desire and all the things supporters want to see so if they came down tonight i'm sure it'd be good entertainment and also it'd be uh, a just reward for the players and the hard work they've done this season i'm sure it'll be a fantastic game thanks very much joining us john have a great christmas and a new year and we'll speak to you in 2016 and you jace all the best brilliant john dempster there the academy manager live here on mansell 103.2 it is going to be a, a tough game tonight for them tim is no doubt about that yeah. but it is a cup game it's an fa cup game and we saw, what happened, last, we saw what happened last season mm. yeah with, with some great results for them clearly john dempster has done his homework on sunderland and for him to say you know come out now before the game and say they're a really really good team shows you what what a task the lads have got on but Mm. they've met everything so far this season pretty well you can't do better than be top of the table but I think I think the um, this project and that's what it is a long term project we're going to see the value of it in two or three years time if some players graduate to the first team that that's going to be the test if you like we were talking because this is the final 2015 sports talk about the year in local sport this has yeah. got to be one of the highlights oh. isn't it the, the emergence of the Mansell Town youth team we've been calling for it for years and years and years haven't we to get it sorted out properly you know a legacy if you like you're creating something that's going to add value to the football club add value to the young players there and that alongside that win against Tranmere was it mm. March, April I yeah. can't remember which month it was mm. are the two most important things at the football club aside from Adam Murray still being here and 2016 looks like it's going to be even stronger for them and oh, yes. as you see more youngsters coming through that's the whole point isn't it that's the whole point of it and it's nice to see Adam Murray you know, he's giving younger players the, the chance to get in, involved in the squad occasionally even if they don't get onto the pitch ones he thinks who will benefit from game time he gets them out to other clubs to give them a chance and then they come back and if, if, if he thinks they're not good enough then it, you know, as, as has happened already this season he'll say to somebody look I think it's better for you to go away you know, and, and play somewhere else equally if he thinks they are good enough they get a pat on the back and they get a chance to mix with the first team and that's fantastic for them so the youth team and highlights definite highlights of 2015 what, yep. what else have we had locally I mean in the last week we had uh, Chris Adcock and Gabby Adcock win the Dubai Super Series that's final the first, the first British to do that right, in badminton do, which is amazing isn't it when you think about it, how's that not happened before <laughs> well, why have we not, not done one at the end of the year but yes but that's been fantastic for me my highlight of the year you asked me a little bit earlier I think it's Ollie Hind mm. breaking his uh, brother's record in the summer well he smashed it as uh, I think it was Rob Shirley when he puts out the tweet asking for people to let us know what their highlights yeah, were and, and he said that was his highlight and I, I fully agree with him but there's been plenty of others yeah there's so many athletics I mean... cricket rugby league mm. you know, basketball there's been t- plenty of things to talk about I mean I think yeah. getting Nottinghamshire to play at um, the John Fretwell Centre was an amazing achievement in, in the summer in cricket and yeah. hopefully that will be something that will happen uh, next season as well I think, I think it will the, yeah. the, the noises that were coming out after that weekend suggested so hmm. elsewhere of course Jake Ball from Warsaw playing for Nottinghamshire yeah. that's another highlight in cricket as well that's right I say, and athletics you know you, you think of them you know, and it went a little bit under the radar I think the Mansfield uh, 10k that was, a, that was a big thing for the hmm. town having lost the marathon a few years ago and for it to be a success have so many people take part and it's surely somebody's going to come forward and put forward the sponsorship money to allow it to happen next year. As we heard from Pat Carlin a few weeks ago, yeah. that was the big concern, wasn't That's it? Right. Trying to get they it need to somebody to get through. involved and put some decent money in. Not not a fortune, mm. but enough to cover the costs. Other highlights, uh, Rugby League, yeah. uh, Sherwood Wolf Hunt, in their second year uh, getting a, a playoff and winning right. the playoff. That's right, yeah, and getting moving to a new ground, develop, helping to develop the club at that ground, getting more people to watch them. They had the unfortunate injury to one of the players, the whole club responded to that and got the community to respond 
to raise money for him and now hopefully he's on you know he's well on the way to recovery now mm. so yeah it's been an amazing year football Clipston winning their league getting yep. to the not senior cup final that sort of came out of nowhere That's didn't right. it that was probably why that one was a lot sweeter that was especially a real, for real as well. surprise wasn't it and AFC doing well in the FA Vars as well mm. Mm. So it's been a pretty good season, and, oh, and there's been lots of stuff going on. Plenty to reflect on and look back on, yeah. Yeah, and it's been a great 2015. If you know of any that we've not talked about, you can tweet us at 103 Sport, and we will reminisce between now and seven here on Manchester yeah. 103.2. So we don't want to leave anyone out. We that's spoke right, about I mean, Charlotte Henshaw's right, had a that's, good that's, that's right, we've not mentioned well. uh, the, the uh, two brothers, of course, the Birchall brothers, who oh. won the uh, Manchester District Council Chad Sports Personality. Won the Alamante team. Yeah, just over a week ago. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been a great season, that's right, great and year. Of course, our friend the boxer. Yes. Kate came in two weeks ago, you know, he was really, really up Steve for Ward. it. And he did himself proud. He didn't win, but he did himself proud and he's in the record book. Yeah, if you missed that on Saturday night, 59-year-old, he was stopped in the third round uh, by Jody Michael, but he completed the fight and the Guinness Book of yep. Records were happy with it, so he is now back again, the world's oldest active fighter, and he's talking about a World fighting, Masters title That's right, fighting next, next year. year for it, yeah. I mean, he, he was talking to us off-air, wasn't he, when he came in, hoping that was going to be the case, and I'm sure now he's got in the record books, now he showed he is fit enough and he can last in the ring even though he didn't win he'll be given the opportunity so plenty there if, if we missed anybody out tweet us at 103 sport you can also email us studio at mansell103.co.uk and we've also got a ticket competition tonight by the way uh, two pairs of tickets to give away to Mansell Town's home game with Accrington Stanley which is on Saturday the 2nd of January so <laughs> Christmas and New Year will have been gone, gone and we're yeah. looking forward to what 2016 will be so the question this week very similar to last week's question uh, which striker who was on loan at the Stags last season <laughs> now plays for Accrington so it was York last week. It's Accrington right. this week. Call us 01623 treble O, with your answer before 6.45 and we'll put you in the draw and we'll announce the winners of those two pairs of tickets at the end of the show. Which striker was on loan at the Stags last season now plays for Accrington and you can go into that draw to win one of two pairs of tickets to give away to Mansfield Town's home game with Accrington Stanley on Saturday the 2nd of January. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. When we come back we'll look back at the week that was for Mansfield Town and that points they picked up against Leighton Orient. We'll also be hearing from Adam Murray and Mitch Rose. So make sure you stay with us here on Mansfield 103.2. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. So that news we were talking about earlier, Tim, about the 9th of January now. Yes. Uh, there's a Stags game on it. If you've not heard, it was announced this afternoon that the Stevenage game, which was due to be played Tuesday, March the 1st, First, if my yep. mind uh, serves me right, it was, March, yes. yeah, it was well, definitely a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday night, definitely has now been brought forward to Saturday, the 9th of January, because both sides are out of the FA Cup, yep. so they've got it in there. It was interesting because we were talking to Stangs boss Adam Murray early on in the week, and he was saying he was going to use it as a sort of a, a second mini break, so yep. really go for these four games and then uh, have that Saturday off. So, do you feel that this is probably a fixture that's been foisted on the Stags, ve- no, or, no, no. or I, I, I think they've agreed to it in I the think, end? I think they've agreed to. I'd be very surprised if the football league would say you've got to play a game this early in the season. If it was the end of the season. There was a fixture backlog, yes, the Football League does step in and mm. insist if clubs can't agree that a match has to be played then, but I'm sure that must be something Adam Murray's perhaps had to rethink and decided, hopefully we're going to get a bit of momentum going over Christmas the New Year, and he'll probably want to keep it going. I know the non-league, in the non-league scene for instance, they like games to be played as soon as possible, just in case, if you get to March That's and right. it's called off, yeah. then you have a backlog, so is it best to just get the game oh, out I, the I, I think so, definitely, you know, and, and if there is a problem with the weather, you, if it is called off, it won't be such a, a drastic and a bad thing at the time, because mm. we've got obviously the Oxford game that would have been played on that Saturday has already been rearranged, taking away one midweek. 
Uh, we heard in the uh, bulletin there about Cambridge change of manager with Sean yeah. Derry being in charge there. Of course, this week Luton got rid of John yeah, Still. Yeah, yeah. Amazing uh, decision. Well, Luton have had a great season. They've had an awful season, haven't they? So, <laughs> you know, he should go. He's a bit he, like Jose Mourinho in that thing. He's, he's got to go. But how long do you give people? You know, he got them up out of the conference, didn't he? He's a really, really nice guy. And I know that doesn't mean you stay in your job <laughs> just because you're a nice guy. He knows football, though, and that level of football, this level of football, I suppose I should say, inside out. You know, and, and they were playing OK. I think the expectancy sometimes... Of, of clubs like Luton who in quotes think they're a big club you know it is wrong you know you just build gradually Oh, is that it? That's, that's it, Bill Cradley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just no, find a sheet of paper, don't yeah. worry, for the next yeah. bit. There's yeah. just no patience in football anymore. I mm. just don't understand it. Oh, well, well, we'll see how things go. I mean, if, if nice guys stayed in football, Peter Shirtliff would still be Mansell Town manager. That's the thing. Possibly, but I think John still had got a little bit more with no disrespect to Peter Shirtliff about him. You know, mm. he knew how to play the game the, the right way and he encouraged the younger players more and... Yeah, I know, Luton had got such a bad reputation, the sort of the club that everybody likes to hate, mm. but they couldn't hate when John Steele was manager, so it's only going to go against them, against them for it, me. Just show you, though, I mean, it's Paul Cox at Mansfield, John yes. Steele, uh, Richard Money, York yep. Gary Mills, you're getting them up into the Football League and you're a hero, and then it can all Doesn't turn last very long. That's it? right, because I suppose, and to be fair to chairman and owners, they don't want to go back to non-league, as mm. we re referred to the Tranmere game. Is that why you think they're a bit more trigger-happy the than, than I, think, I think so, because once you've been relegated, you don't, whatever you do, want to go down again because it's very difficult to come back a second time. Absolutely. It's hard enough the first time over. And I think I'm racking my brains. Was it Lincoln, I think, going back a few years, managed to, went down twice and came back mm. twice. But now, of course, they're really finding it hard to come back another time. Yeah, the second time is more difficult for them, definitely. But uh, I'm sure John still will find jobs somewhere oh, else very quickly. Most definitely. Indeed, he will. And we'll, of course, keep an eye on that. And it seems to be playing sides, <laughs> all sides coming up. Which is a bad thing, isn't it, with new managers? Because <laughs> we managers. always know what happens. That's right. You know, they get a bit more momentum, a bit more belief about them. It, all, it always happens. Fortunately, we've got two or three games before the Luton game. Right. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the game that has just gone for Mansfield, shall we? Back in action at a very wet and very windy Wonkle Stadium last Saturday. And despite another one of those pesky early conceded goals. The Stags fought back for a deserved point against Leighton Orient. Forward for Simpson. Back into midfield. Out wide now for Mackinoff. Good build-up play this by Leighton Orient. There's three in the box awaiting the cross. And in it comes. It's headed into the net. And it's a goal for that man Simpson. 16 goals he has scored now for Leighton Orient this season. And he puts the O's into a 1-0 lead here in the 12th minute of the action. Ball into the Orient box. And forward and into the net. Mansfield Town has scored through Reggie Lamb. Five minutes from the end of the first half. And Lamb almost toe-poking it into the net from 12 yards. Deceiving the goalkeeper. Clipped off the post and in. The ball coming in from the far right side by Craig Westcar. It wasn't the most beautiful of goals. Rather scrappy. Collins collects. He won't get the chance to send it forward because it's half-time here at the Wonkall Stadium. Mansfield Town 1, Leighton Orient 1 at the break. Westcar now level with the Orient penalty area. Ball into the box. Great to head forward. So did one of the Orient players though. They got something on it. And I think it came off Baudry, the centre-half last. Lamb, 22 from goal. Slips it into Rose. Lamb again. Tries the shot. Comes off Kekwa. Behind for the second Mansfield corner of the afternoon. Chapman with the corner. And the header's off the post by Christian Pierce. He came from nowhere. And 
His bullet header clips the outside of the post. What a chance from Ansfield there. Orient have it on the edge of the Stags box with Simpson. Now on 16 goals to Palmer. Right on the penalty mark. Palmer looks to shoot and does. And then it's fired wide from the far right side. Oh, you thought for a moment that Palmer was going to get his shot away. But one of his best friends, Ryan Tavazzoli, blocking the effort. This is Matty Blair. Gets it across on the byline. Headed away inside the goal area by Leighton Orient. They've not cleared it though. Chapman shoots from distance. 22 yard effort with the left boot goes well wide. Corners of the Stags, their third of the afternoon. Pierce, it's aimed towards, gets something on it, ball hanging loose, cleared, half cleared, sent back into the danger area by Lamb. And somehow Orient almost on the goal line, turn it behind for the fourth corner for Lansfield. Jensen tries to pick out Matty Blair with a great 70 yard ball and does so, sent it into Green who shoots across the face. And then turned behind by Baudry on the edge of the six yard area. It's Rose who shoots here from 25 yards. Bank centre saved by the goalkeeper Cizak. He had time to pick his spot there, did Rose. But in the end, he struck it straight at the Orient number one. That's the last kick of the match. And it's finished one apiece here. So there we go, 1-1 at the Wankel Stadium. First of all, great credit to Mez, the ground staff, and the club yes. as well for financing. You know, getting for the, the game on, most, you know, for most the, definitely. Because you know, they did so much work in the summer over the pitch, and you can yeah. tell. it's it, it, A year it, ago, that would probably yeah. have been, or oh, not say called off before the game, but certainly during the game. Yeah, it, it started to get dodgy in the second half, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, the ball was sticking an awful yeah. lot more, and even though, even if it wasn't visible standing water, as soon as the players were kicking, there were splashes mm. appearing. The, my only thought is, if you've paid £20 for that, there was never likely to be much entertainment because no. of the conditions. So would you go away feeling short-changed? Had we won the game, of course, had Christian Pierce head had gone in from the corner and sort of hitting the post, you'd be delighted because at the end of the day, we all want Mansfieldtown to win. Mm. Equally, you want, you want to be entertained, and I wasn't entertained. Well, in the first seven minutes again, Mansfieldtown were behind. Yeah. That's the eighth time this season, and that... We heard from Adam, Adam Murray this week saying, is it becoming too much of an issue? Are, pe- are we talking too much about it? And so then it becomes its own problem, yep. if you see what I mean. You start talking about, are we conceding a lot of early goals? And then you go into games thinking, oh, we better make sure we don't concede early. And then you start panicking happens, and, and, then, right, and yeah. then, then you concede. I think last week you have to say the cross came in far too easily. Mm. Is that because we haven't got at the moment a proper right back playing there that's, that's no slight on uh, Collins at all because he's, he's played well he's not his natural position yeah. and that what's happening these early goals an awful lot of them seem to be coming from crosses not just from his side but from crosses so you could also blame the central defenders if you like for not getting tight enough to the strikers or do you hold your hands up and say well actually you know they're finding a bit of space and that they're doing really well and sometimes th- these things happen you have to accept other teams score mm. I'd like to see us get back to the attitude of the start of the season we'll score one more than you be more offensive and just go for it. Yeah, a simple fact of the matter though is that the Stags once again fought back Fantastic. And, and got a goal through yep. Reggie Lamb and we heard uh, Mark Stevenson in the commentary they sort of laugh when he said Mansfieldtown have scored because it, it was really so unexpected. No it, it really did, you know, it didn't look like we were going to score before half time and so it was a fantastic time to score mm. to get us back into the game, it gave everybody a lift, second half we were much better changing formation, Blair came on right wing, that's two games on the trot now, he's made a difference coming on as substitute and sooner or later I think he's going to have to start a game and let's be a bit more 
offensive from, from the kickoff, if you like, a bit more go for it. I don't mean gung ho by any means, but just a little bit more offensive, particularly at home. I know there's a bit of a debate going on on some social media sites about home games and do we want to, are we being entertained? Should Are the fans getting behind the players enough? Because, mm. you know, when the goal went in Saturday, and I remember Steve asking me at the time, it wasn't celebrated <laughs> that wildly in the stands. Mm. I know it was partly because of the conditions and the weather and the fact it came so much out of the blue. But, you know, I th- some of the players must be thinking at times they would perhaps rather play away from home where the fans are much more vocal and get behind them, you know, even before the kickoff. At times this season, you have to say some of the fans, it hasn't been a fantastic atmosphere to start with. Come the end of games, they've applauded off and cheered off. Yeah. Even, even last Saturday, well, so you know, when we hadn't it, won. We seem to get it about 60 minutes in, the, the, the volume right. level suddenly goes up. It suddenly up, goes up it? and people realise we're at a game, the mm. players need our support, our help to get through to the final whistle, whether it's to find a winner or get an equaliser or hold on or whatever. It'd be nice to see that from the start of matches. Of course, the fans would argue back, well, we want the players to be more proactive from the start, be more attacking, give us something to shout about. It, it's a difficult one. What's the mindset uh, from the start, though? The, the fact uh, as some fans have seen saying it was a negative lineup, it was a negative formation. Having Jamie Maguire in there in a home game, he, he's got a Again, certain role. But for right. a home game, you can't. Why, why not have somebody in there yeah, more defi- forward? And that that sort of sets something. Is that a fair? Uh, statement to make from the fans that said it was a negative formation. Yes, because that's definitely what some fans are thinking. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, because I mean, you have to say, however much we all like Jamie Maguire and we love to hear him chatting. You know, he talks a fantastic game. He's, his heart and soul's in the club, and he gives absolutely everything. He isn't an attack-minded player. He's a spoiler, player. isn't he? He's a That's spoiler. That's right, yeah, yeah. And he does a great job at it. But we need, at times, you know, somebody like a Jack Thomas or somebody who's a bit more, not gung-ho, because that's, that's the wrong word, but will take the ball forward quicker, can score a goal out of nothing, perhaps to change games, make things happen. It was. It just seemed a strange decision after the previous home game mm. against Exeter when it clearly, again, didn't work. And we can, you know, Adam Murray's argument might be, you know, you... you he wants him in there to break things up, to give the defence a bit of cover. But as you said, we conceded the early goal. It clearly didn't work. Equally, of course, Adam Murray will say to the fans, look, get behind us, cheer players like Jamie Maguire on, and you'll see a, a, an extra 1% or 2% from the players because of it. Short break. When we come back, we'll be hearing from uh, boss Adam Murray. We'll be talking to him about what his targets are for the festive period and for the rest of the season. Don't forget tonight at the Wonkel Stadium. The Stags uh, youth team are in action. FA Youth Cup against uh, Sunderland. Kick-off is at uh, 7 o'clock. I think it's £3, £1.00 sessions yes, to get true, in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, make sure you get there uh, if you can and listen to us on the way uh, here on Mansour 1 3.2 uh, to Sports Talk. But when we come back we'll be hearing from Adam Murray, we'll also be hearing from Mitch Rose his uh, post-match interview from Saturday. We didn't get a chance to play it out uh, on Saturday Sports. We'll hear it uh, for the first time uh, tonight and we've got our ticket competition two pairs of tickets to give away to Mansell Town's home game with Accrington Stanley on Saturday the 2nd of January. Uh, just call us and tell us which striker who was on the loan at the Stags last season now plays for Accrington. 0162 0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-0-1-6-2-3-
No, it's not going to be anything like that, is it? You never know. Yeah. Tim is looking very festive today. He's got his uh, Santa Claus yeah, Santa t- uh, Santa shirt. T-shirt. Santa T-shirt. It's Tech Santa Day for anybody who, who doesn't know. I'm sure everybody does know. That's right. <laughs> and it's also Mad Friday. It is. That's which right. probably explains why the phones were a little bit quiet for the ticket competition. Everybody's so. out having a good time. They are, as, as you should do. And they'll be right. listening to this on the podcast, no doubt. So if you want to get in touch with the phone uh, uh, text competition, uh, ticket competition, I'm trying to say, uh, 01623 you can do now because the phone lines are very quiet at this moment in time. Uh, so let's listen to Stag's boss and Adam. Murray, not Andy Murray, Adam Murray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Manchester Town have four games over the Christmas and New Year period before they have another mini break. Well, they don't have now, do they? No, that's right. They've decided they don't want one. No, I'm so sure. they're playing Stevenage instead. I asked Stags boss Adam Murray about his targets for the festive period and the rest of the season. I've got a number of wins in my head that I believe we need to get out of the remaining games of the season. <clears throat> Up till now, we've, we've been doing points per month targets that we want to hit. I think we're at the, the point now where we, we're going for wins. Um, don't get me wrong, there's certain games that you look at and you go, like Saturday, for me, that will turn out to be a win. The, the big point against Leighton Orient will turn out to be a win because um, our next step in our journey is beating the, the teams in the top seven. We've only lost to one of the teams in the top seven, so we're not losing to them, which is, is good because they're not taking the, the three points off us. Our next step now is to beat them. Um, but that ain't going to happen overnight. We can't have, as much as we all want it, we can't have everything overnight. We've got ourselves in a, a great position by doing a lot of hard work. There has to be a time in, in every um, increase in progression where you, you plateau out, become um, steady at what you're doing before you can move on again. You can't just keep having a, a constant rise. There has to be a plateau somewhere. And um, we're, we found that over the last few weeks, we've kind of plattered along going from good to average to good to average we had the poor game against um, Exeter but now our time is to and we, we spoke about it yesterday the next step for us as a football team and as a club is on to the next mountain now and that next mountain is the top seven and, and we need to try and climb that if we can um, so we, we, we've got our targets we've got our goals the big thing is is that we, we keep doing the work we're doing because so far um Nobody can can kind of question what what the boys have done, not me. What the the lads have carried out. So we're staying on the same path. Is conceding early goals a concern? Because there was another one on Saturday, the weren't there? Yeah. yeah, because yeah. that was unbelievable again on Saturday. Another one in the first seven minutes or so. When you look at it, it was a, a goal that could have quite easily been stopped. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No excuses for that. It's something we go over and over. And um, I'm still picking my brain on it now because we make such a. We've had it before, we had it last season where we kept conceding from set pieces and we made it such an issue that we conceded even more from set pieces. And I think we've done the same with this, we make such an issue of it that it becomes, everybody's on tender hooks for 20 minutes, um, we've just got to forget it and, and play our game. Um, our, our game has had to change over the last few weeks because we've lost the natural balance of, of Hunty on the right side. Um, to our, a bit of our flow has been lost and we've tried to tweak things which it's been tough for the boys because we've been in such a, a routine of doing things um, but the early goal syndrome especially at home it's uh, it just gives you the mountain to climb straight away doesn't yeah, it yeah and I, again it's even though it's a weak or it's a, it's a negative the progression of it is that the team over the last few years w- would end up 4-0 at half time we know that this boy's got spirit to to come back into it and get some out of the game but we cut that out we make the games a lot easier for ourselves because like you you would have seen on Saturday after that initial period there's not many teams that, that get near us oh, so. uh, that's a, there's a stat where I think it's where, when you scored first you've not lost a game yet this season that shows that when, if you get the first foot you're pretty much on your way yeah definitely and it's um, 
it's getting the balance right. It's, it's getting a balance of going for it from the off and being naive from the off and, and giving it away too early. But at the minute, we might as well stick six up front for the first half an hour. But um, no, we're, the, the group's learning all the time. And there was periods, especially when we changed the shape on Saturday, it's a little bit risky. But when you do play with three that stay up there a little bit more, it gives you a lot, of, lot more options. And because our group's so... Um, they don't want to let each other down. Sometimes it's a little bit too honest and you, you, you get people defending too much and we're trying to say to them, look, we've got to take a little bit more risk here, do you know what I mean? And, and be a little bit braver in certain areas. But we're not going to change a lot because, like I say, we're sitting seventh. We um, we had a tough, dodgy patch, which we come out of and we're still seventh. Um, and I think the last three games, we, we've been back to our, our normal selves. So... We will hopefully have Hunty back in a couple of weeks. Mal's been brought forward by the specialist. He's got his brace off early. Um, so his rehab on the grass will start a little bit earlier. Um, and that allows us to get our natural balance back then and to lose some of your vital players. I think we see on Saturday again, we miss Clem. Um, I know people laughed at me when I said he's the best midfielder in the league last year, but we missed him Saturday. Uh, Jammer's brilliant in certain aspects, and second half he was he was different class for us because the uh, the role he had to play and the conditions. But first half when we needed to dictate the game a little bit, we couldn't get our flow going. going. Um, so when you miss your, your big players, it, it it makes an impact, and we've done that, and we've missed some big players, but we're we're still in the mix. So. Um, Again, credit to the boys. We, we put together a, a multifunctional side and, and they're proving that works. Adam Murray there speaking earlier on this week and it's a fair point he makes, isn't it? I mean, yeah, the form probably has dipped a little bit. Something come out of it a little bit in the last few weeks, but still seventh. Exactly. Still in that's, there. Uh, it's uh, That's the overriding thing, yeah. isn't it? We're seventh. Yeah, we're playing really, really good football to watch, aside from last week, and that was the conditions, nothing to do with the players' efforts or, or the tactics. And as he says, the most important thing, and I alluded to it earlier with Luton, progression, and that's a word I know he uses a lot, but small steps all the time building mm. to a bigger goal. You can't just rise can't like just a jump. hot air balloon yeah. and jump massively. It is all about small steps and realising what you've got to work with, where you are. You look at Orient last Saturday, you know, they're, they're attacking players. Jay Simpson, who was player of the month the month before, mm. Joby McEnough. You know, <laughs> those players have got vast experience and they'll be on vast salaries compared to the things that Mansfield can afford to play. You know, the likes of Portsmouth, again, the money they've got at, at that club and they pay out. And other ones, in Luton even as well, you know, pay out a lot more than us. You've got to cut your cloth and work accordingly with what you've got. And if, with that, you have to say Adam Murray's doing, I think, doing a great job. He's, he's learning as well, and he'll admit that himself. He makes mistakes as he goes along, as we all do in our jobs. But he's learning from them and wants to get better all the time. Another debate that came from the same press conference was uh, the travelling on Christmas Day. Uh, he yeah. announced that they will be travelling on Christmas Day and staying overnight uh, in Morecambe. I know there were some fans that saying, why is this happening? Uh, because money-wise, it'll cost a lot more money. But Adam Murray's saying it's, uh, a, we want to make sure we prepare properly for exactly. this. It's just a normal Saturday. Saturday for That's us footballers. Exactly, it doesn't yes. matter it's Christmas Day, it's a normal Friday. If yep. it had been a normal Saturday game, we'd have stayed overnight. So we're just doing exactly Nothing's what we'd different. have done. In That's night. right. And the players have got all morning. I know that Saturday when I'm at home all day, it's <laughs> a great thing to say. And somebody has lots of other people work. On, on Christmas Day, whether you're working for the police or the fire or television company or electricity board or wh whatever, lots of people work Christmas Day. It's not mm. that much of a shock. And if you go into the football profession to be, become a professional footballer, which we'd all love to do, that is one of the downsides.
downsides, but mm. you accept that when you go well, into it. I I've think it's heard, great with pre- preparing yeah. professionally. I've heard in previous Christmases they've gone in Christmas Day morning to train. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. You, know. you know, Adam has been very fair to those people who've got families and whatever by saying you've got all morning, you know, to have with with the family. And then, you know, you, you have to do what you're paid to do. Mm. As, as fo- footballers, will they feel a little bit aggrieved, or as you say, no, as they you, should, they, you go into they that know profession, it's part of the territory? It, it is. You know that before you go into it, and all right, not at Mansfield Town level, but even a bit higher up, you, mm. you're vastly rewarded for that that inconvenience and the fact that you're doing something that ninety percent of uh, the population would love to do. But they shouldn't really be going to Morecambe on Boxing Day, should they? No, no. You got to do it professionally. So it's, it's a longer journey than you think. It's no, one I mean, of those places. I mean, fixture list wise, the fixture oh, of course schedule. Not. No, I said this to you last week. It's yeah. an absolute madness. You know, mm. I can understand the argument you're not going to be playing Chesterfield or Notts County or whoever your local rivals are in that league because of policing issues these days. Okay, fair enough. Why can't you take it to the next step and to be somebody who's an hour and a half, two hours away, like a York Mm. for instance? That would have been a lot more sensible. It's one thing the conference did better, isn't it? The conference did it better this sort of time of year, didn't they? And that's not very often you say that, is it? Although they didn't have a game boxing day, did they? Which Mm. I think a lot of people do want games boxing day. There is an interest there and attendances are usually relatively higher. I remember Boxing Day. Didn't we play Alfreton at... Yeah. <laughs> we'll not talk about that one, no, shall we? The Alfreton <laughs> fans uh, seem to talk about that one. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a strange one, definitely. And it is a bit of a surprise. But it is away at Morecambe, and they will be travelling Christmas Day, but they're travelling late Christmas Day to make sure that they can stay yeah. overnight and be ready for it. And if they come back with three points, then perfect. That's right, yeah. And we've, we've been so much better on the road this season. So, you know, let's give it everything we can to make that, that run continue by preparing in the right way. Quick break. When we come back, we'll be hearing from Mitchell Rose. He's overwhelmed by the number of games he's played so far this season. He said, not in his wildest dreams, yeah. would he have expected to play 20 games by this time. And he's uh, played them well as well. Indeed. And we'll talk more about uh, Morris's minute moan this week. Good one? It, it is, yes. Uh, football. It's football again. Bit, but, you know, with a bit of something else thrown in as oh, well. Yeah. That's intriguing. <laughs> and of course, we've got the Sports Talk predictor. Uh, so we'll find out yeah. how we all did oh, uh, in <laughs> that in the past week or so. Not very well, I don't think, yeah. in the end. Right, quick break when we come back. We've got the Mansfield Town uh, weekly prize draw results as well. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2, the final one of 2015. I'm Jason Harrison, Tim Morris with us, and we'll be hearing from Mitch Rose shortly. But let's go through this week's Mansfield Town weekly prize draw results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. You can get a full list of winners on the club's official website, which is mansfieldtown.net. So let's go through the 16 winners this week. First of all, a bottle of wine, courtesy of Mansfield Manor Hotel, 706, Helena Lord. A bottle of wine from the Mansfield Mobility Centre, 690, that's Gary. A free round of golf for one person. At Mansfield Golf Club, 1107, Chris Marriott. Mansfield Town Football in the Community Voucher, 790, that's Brendan. A family pass for Water Meadows in Mansfield, 798, that's Nige S. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield, 758, Ken Sharp. Well done, Ken. A meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield, 791, that's Fraser. A gallon of beer, which is eight pints, the King's Arms Pop In in Mansfield, 1165, that's Mark. £10 Indian Mint Mill voucher from the uh, Mint Indian Restaurant in Mansfield, 1350. That's the Emma Emma Stamp Trust that's won that this week. 
Sunday roast for two with a bottle of wine at the Archer in Rainworth 776JM Sunday lunch which is two courses for two people at the lakeside in Plesley 770 Mr Stuart Carnell £20 mill voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar and Restaurant in Mansfield 1103 that's Lawrence Taylor £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's 1011 Mr Vasey a meal for two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar uh, 1351 that's gone to the Emma Stamp Trust as well uh, two match day tickets uh, this is a second prize this week 786 that's Vico that's won that and first prize this week of £150 754 instant winner brackets railway so I'm that somebody's <laughs> bought the ticket in the railway pub yeah, out of thought that's right, yeah. if you did that have a look at your ticket because you may have won <laughs> 150 quid you went in the railway were you recently Sadly not Oh. The only night he wasn't right, yeah. the only night he wasn't in the local pub. Uh, but seven five four is the winning ticket this week. To claim your prizes, simply call in at the Stags Ticket Office or call 01623 482 482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just one pound a week. When you go and claim your prize, you must have your ticket with you as well. That's this week Mansour Town weekly prize draw results sponsored by the Mansour Mobility Centre. Ball Stalker on Mansfield 103.2. And let's hear from Stags midfielder Mitchell Rose, shall we? Uh, now, we didn't get a chance to hear his thoughts on Saturday after the one-all draw with Leighton Orient, and he told Mark Stevenson it was tough on a very wet and windy afternoon. Yeah, it was a difficult game to play in with the conditions um, that we had today, but looking back at it, it's a solid team performance and an excellent point for us. Fair result in the end? Um, yeah, both teams had. They, they didn't really trouble us, um, I don't think. Uh, we had a few chances, um, but a point is a good result. I think we could, if we look at a nitpick, we could be slightly disappointed that we may not have taken um, all three points. But yeah, a fair result in the end. You played wide right first half, moved into the centre of midfield during the second period. Which suited you better? Um, Maybe because of the style of the game, maybe more centrally to get onto the second balls um, and to get forward just to pin them back in. Uh, we knew that, dependent on the style of the game, that we would have to change our um, system. Um, and that's what the manager let us know from early on in the week. Um, and that's what we changed to today. And I thought that um, we as a midfield today, we worked really well. Does that central position also allow you greater scoring opportunities because you had a pot shot in the second half yeah definitely I think that's my first shot in about five games so yeah being in the central position the manager um, is always pushing for me to get forward into the box and that will then allow me to add goals to my game did the side do enough to win the match um, yeah but you know it was difficult conditions today so we knew that we were not always going to get as many chances and, and play our normal game as we would do um, with better conditions but I think we had a few chances there today we, you see in the in the second half we must have pushed them back and must have got five six consecutive corners you know we had a chance where Pierce has hit the post that any given day that he scores that so there was chances there today but um, looking back on it we've got a point which is um, the main thing and just rewinding if I may how did the conditions uh, alter your approach to the game as a whole Nah, nothing different. You've always got to, there was talk about the game being called off, but you've always got to prepare as though the game's on. So that didn't alter my um, performance um, and preparations to the game today by any means. We're almost halfway through the campaign now. Have you exceeded expectations personally and as a team? Um, as a team, I think um, we're doing really well. Um, we're in a great position. Um, if you look back on it, maybe we could be a lot higher than we are. Um, but I think 
to look from where, where, where this squad was last year to where we are now and at the start of the season people tipped us to be favourites to get relegated and to see that we're competing with the top teams in the league for promotion we have done exceedingly well um, we'll only get stronger and on a personal level um, I think today was my 21st appearance my 90th start I don't know it's just overwhelming um, each week to get the opportunity to play in such a in such a competitive squad with such quality I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that have been given to me you really do sound grateful in a sense are you surprised that you've made so many appearances um maybe because at the start of the year I don't think I expected to play as many games as I have done in such a short space of time we're not even at Christmas and I've made 21 appearances 19 starts um, I can only thank the manager and the, the players who have pushed me um, to, to better my game in many different ways you know um, so I can only hope that I keep obviously adding to the team um, and the manager keep trusting me to put me in the in the team and a busy Christmas period is coming up what will be key during this period to get good results um, consistency um, preparation with a lot of games um, just managing um, the training managing our rest managing our preparations with the travelling that we do have to have and, and we just got to take one game at a time we can't look at Boxing Day, we can't look at New Year's Day, we've just got to prepare each week as we can. Mitro was there speaking to Mark Stevenson, so he's overwhelmed, surprised a little bit, he's, he's played 20 games so far this season. Tim, are you surprised as well? Not having seen him play the first few games, you know, he, he sort of forced his way in, if you like, and gave Adam Murray no choice <laughs> but to play him as often as he has but when done. he was signed, he wasn't going to be the no. first team choice, well, the first right. choice in there, so... No, I mean, but I think his versatility is also key, you know, mm. he's, he's played at times right back, right wing back, almost right wing, if you like, as well as the midfield, whether it's a holding midfielder or an attacking midfielder, you know, he's got something about him, he can just... Such a strong lad, I think, isn't it? And the fact he's willing to play anywhere... And he's a force going forward, and that's the mm. one thing as he alluded to in that interview. There, we'd like to see more of him getting a little bit further forward and having shots at goal because he's got a decent shot on him as yeah. well as a decent run. You know, he can easily go past two or three defenders. I remember early in the season, did it to put a cross in to create a, a late vital goal for us. So I'd just like to see him get forward a little bit more. Hey, it must be tough with him as well because he's got a more famous brother, Danny right, Rose, Danny, and, yep. and he sort of made a, a joke when he was interviewed by somebody new who'd come along and spoke to him for the first time and asked him about Danny Rose. Says I always, I, I always get asked about Danny. Yeah. Is that tough, or do you? Th I mean, he, he obviously gets a lot of uh, great advice from Danny, and he speaks to him a lot. Oh yeah, that, that's that's great in the background, but it must be a little bit wearing if ever, when everybody <laughs> sort of mentions you know a, a sibling first mm. before treating you. Which we're own, doing uh, now, to be fair, exactly, <laughs> rather than treating you in your own role. Yeah. But he can come out and step out the shadow, can't he? Definitely. He can play a lot higher than League Two. He's shown that already this mm. season, you know, and he can learn a lot off his brother as well, of course, you know, and his brother does get forward a bit more because they're both sort of, he can be wing backs. Danny is a wing back rather, you know, yeah. I know Mitch is, wants to be centre midfield as well, but he can get forward. He just needs to shoot a bit better than his brother did last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, I think, definitely yeah. with that. But yeah, I mean, he's got a great future and that's what's been great this season. So seeing some of these young players just really step that's up. Right. Mal Benning was another exactly. one, isn't I mean, he? Adam Moore was right in that interview a little earlier in the show wasn't it when he said the balance of the team was being cruelly upset and it was mm. cruelly upset to lose your two fullbacks and malbending for an even longer time than Nicky Hunt because he was an inspiration to the to the team at the time wasn't he yeah. because he was scoring goals from absolutely nowhere and get able to get forward more and defending well as well as well as defending well because that was always the question mark I had about him at the mm. start of the season we could see in pre-season straight away what a great offensive fullback he was going to be although I don't think anybody could have dreamed of the goals he was going to score no. but you know defending there was a little question mark in my mind over him but he quickly 
quickly put that to bed, if you like, in the Notts County game. Mitch Rose there, speaking here on Manchester 103.2. I'm sure he'll be part of the side tomorrow. We'll get team news around about two o'clock, ahead of exclusive commentary of Cambridge United against Mansell Town in Saturday Sport. The programme begins at one. When we come back, the final part of Sports Talk for 2015. We'll have Morris's Minute Moan. We'll end with festive cheer from Tim Morris. And we'll also get the Sports Talk predictor, where we find out again how badly uh, we all did in predicting what happened in the world of football again. this week. And the answer is very, very badly this week. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Final part of Sports Talk. Before we go, Tim, we have to say uh, commiserations to Pinkston last night in yeah. the FA Vars. So close. 4-3 they went out uh, home to Nuneaton Griff it was caught off on Saturday yeah, played last yeah. night and uh, Nuneaton Griff a division above them uh, Pinkston took the lead but then right. Pinkston kept fighting they went 2-1 down kept, Pinkston, coming, back, kept yeah. coming back and lost with a goal with virtually the last kick of the, That's right, the game you have to say yeah because but uh, you know you've got to go out at some point I suppose mm. you'd have to say and they did themselves proud which is the most important thing and hopefully, let's hope it means a, a great rest of their season we heard from Ben Newman he says hope it's a springboard for them in the league because they want to get up into That's step right, yeah, 6 football East Midlands yeah. Counties League and let's hope they can do as well if they play like they've done in the FA Vars week in week out they well, certainly they will, will. Yeah. right let's uh, get on with it shall we it's time for this when Tim Morris really gets some Christmas cheer going for us Morris's Minute Moan I don't totally agree with him it's just down to greed oh dear well she's either angry or drunk dear oh dear why are we playing this game we don't need to play it dear 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 I would throw them both out it's obscene it's a disgrace some people just moan for the sake of it. So what's it going to be this week? We know it's football that we're going to get over the next 60 seconds of moaning from Tim Morris, something that has really uh, angered him this week. Let's find out from Tim Morris. Your 60 seconds starts now. Well, I could have a moan about boxing, actually, Jason. You know, the fake hostilities at weigh-ins that are choreographed to supposedly show animosity between the, the two protagonists just to persuade the media to report on it, convince the spectators to buy more pay-per-view TV tickets. The latest one with Chris Eubank, what a yawn that was, or his son. I could talk about Tyson Fury deliberately being provocative to maintain a high media profile, bring more money in for his fights. I'm saving my loudest moan for TV companies. The FA Cup, a wonderful competition, always, every round, throws up interesting ties in, all the time. Somehow, the BBC, Sky, BT, they've selected Man United to be shown live for every one of the last 48, yes, 48 FA Cup rounds I've been involved in. Talk about overkill. Is Man United at home to Sheffield United at the start of next month really more interesting the non-league Eastleys trip to try to topple Bolton or Everton for instance taking on Dagenham Isn't, aren't those rather the romantic ties what the early rounds of the FA Cup are all about last year the Beeb ignored Bradford knocking out Sunderland <laughs> Fair point. I would, uh, I'd say it's a fair point with BBC, but I would, I would understand with Sky and BT. Simple fact of the matter: they are commercial stations. They need the bigger audiences. Manchester United is guaranteed to give you the biggest audience. But everybody's fed up of seeing Man United on television week in week out. If they weren't the on, if they weren't that, on any other things live, yes, fair point. They're on the Champions League live. Oh, unfortunately, they're not anymore, are they? It's the Europa League. <laughs> They'll Europa be on League, live yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, week in week out in the Premier League. They're on live mm. week in, week out. Match of the day, you know, they always get you know decent billing on that programme. Why on earth 
like you say, it's, say, it's, it's commercial. It's, it's, yeah, but people is, are going to more... turn off. Yes, they, they might get money from screening the games live abroad, but nowadays, nowadays you don't have to screen it live in this country mm. for it to be shown live abroad. That can be done separately. There's no need for them to be on live. So, I mean, you'd say BBC definitely try and get the romance of the cup going. I know they've yeah. been they've been to be fair, slammed they, for many of this yeah. over recent and last, years. And say last season, you know, they, when Bradford were playing Sunderland, they didn't choose to pick that, and they missed mm. out on a, a great occasion. Yeah, I mean, everyone sort of didn't speak about it when ITV had the rights because, again, it was the commercial aspect, but 48, wasn't it? But, yeah. 48 consecutive rounds. Yeah. Because they always... The thing is, it's not just the fact that it's Man United and so they get the bigger audience, but it's also if there's a, gi- if there's a killing, giant killing in that and Man United go out, that's a big story. Yes, but it is. But, of course, yeah, if Man United were playing Everton, they'd mm. show it. If Man United were playing Norwich, mm. in, when, now that they're in the Premier League, they'd show it. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's wrong. Yeah, I disagree. You're right. Everybody would be wonderful if, if Sheffield United did win at Man United. But, you know, last season when Bradford won at Chelsea, that wasn't on live because nobody expected there to be a giant killing. Mm. And as I say, you know, we want to see the non-league clubs give them a chance to progress. I know Eastleigh going to Bolton isn't the most romantic of ties for the neutral, if you like, but you'd much rather see that and see them have a chance of winning. Mm. Or if you've got to show a Premier League team, well, then show Everton Dagenham. I always think it's a bit more bizarre that Mansfield, ever since they've gone back into the Football League, haven't been on the team. TV yet in the conference they were on TV even yeah. more which it right. seems to have sort of upset the balance a little bit and this 10 in 10 that uh, Sky have had in recent days with the 10 in 10 football league yep. that, that could have been more uh, spread right. about even that that's right I mean at the end of the day are they really that bothered about viewing figures anyway the likes of Sky well they get subscriptions don't they but yes but, the but, end, no, but, the but viewing figures yeah. for, for the programmes mm. and be, you know I mean does it matter if you're a few thousand tags they don't get that many at the mm. end of the day anyway mm. so and they're still going to get the subscriptions anyway for the overall package that they're showing throughout the whole season so, so that's it. More glamorous ties is what Tim is saying. Yeah, or that's give, what you're you know, yeah, definitely, and give the you know the lower league clubs a chance. Absolutely, I, I agree with that one, Tim. To be honest, I can understand BBC. Well, I'm, I'd, I'd push more the BBC into this yeah. argument and say that they should be doing more of the glamorous, uh, you know, more of the upsets and the yeah. romance of the cup. But uh, the the commercial side, I think they have a reason for it. But we've got to move on. Sports talk predicts yeah. time. Let's get on with this, shall we? Uh, because not really a lot happened with this last week. <laughs> Myself, Tim, yeah. and Trevor, a random number generator. Uh, we try and predict these scores last week and every week from four football games. It was three this week because one game was called off. And we didn't do very well. In fact, there was only yeah. one point amongst all three of us, and that was for me for saying that Wolves and Forest would draw. I said 2-2. It was 1-1 in the end. But how uh, did Forest get a draw? Oh, well, there you go. Uh, that's probably one of the big mysteries. Uh, so that is a point there. You get a point for the uh, the same outcome. Uh, three points to get the result right. So I'm top with 45 points. Trevor's second with 43. And Tim, you're third with 42. So it's Nip getting very, yeah. very close indeed. Now, before I- I'm allowed this week, Trevor's asked me to do something this week. He wants me to say, I'm not coming on air unless I do a bit of advertising oh, for right. him. After the success of Kylie Christmas and all that sort of yes, thing. Yes, I watched it. Yes, yes, he's decided to get in on the racket. He doesn't believe in Christmas himself because he is a random number generator, yeah. therefore he has no religious or belief system, but he knows that he needs money because sports talk, we don't pay him anything. Yeah. Uh, so he's released an album called A Very Trevor Christmas and he says, I want you to play <laughs> this Christmas. advert of, our so- of all my songs, or some of my best songs on it. So, so here we go. I I Life. 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 Life.
You're a bum, you're a punk. You scumbag, you maggot. You cheap, lousy faggot. Happy Christmas, you're our I pray God it's our last. So there we go. That was a, tre- a very Trevor Christmas. Very festive. Yes. Probably need a bit more oomph about his <laughs> versions of the songs. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think you probably understand him better than Shane McGowan in the true. Very, very, very true. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. <laughs> Hi, Trevor. <laughs> right, let's get through this, shall we? First of all, uh, let's get the first game, uh, which is Ipswich uh, against uh, Derby. Uh, what do you think, uh, Tim? 1-1. One, one. Uh, I've gone 1-1 as well. What do you think, Trev? <laughs> 3 3. That's an interesting one. Carlisle against Notts County. I've gone 3 1 for Carlisle. This has been played at Preston's ground tomorrow. Which is why I'm only going to go 2 0. I would have gone 3 0, but 2 0. 2 0 to Carlisle. Carlisle, Yes, yes. definitely. Uh, Trevor, what do you think? 1 1. What about Clipston against Worksop Town? Big uh, local non league game tomorrow. 1 3. 3 1 to Worksop. I've gone 2 1 to Clipston. What do you think, Trevor? 3 3. Beginning there at the uh, Workshop Van Hire Stadium. And Arsenal against Manchester City, which is Monday night. Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, I've gone 2 2. What have you gone, Trevor? 2 1. I'm going 1 1. 1 1 as well. We'll see how we do uh, this time next. Well, no, in three weeks' time. We'll keep doing it over the Christmas period. (laughs) You're not getting rid of Sports Talks Predictor that much. We'll do it over the Christmas period (laughs) and we'll let people know how we do via Twitter and all that sort of thing. Uh, Goodbye, Trevor. Goodbye. Right, no Merry Christmas from him because he doesn't <laughs> believe in Christmas. He, we he likes to try and cash in. He likes to cash in on it as well. A very <laughs> Trevor Christmas available in all very bad record stores, stores I'm yeah. sure, right now. Uh, that's it coming towards the end of Sports Talk to, for this one. Have a Merry Christmas, Tim. Busy yep, one Merry coming Christmas up. to you, Jason. Yes, definitely. A lot of family events going on, which is what Christmas should be, of yes. course. Lots of uh, drinking and lots of Doctor Who, I hope. And lots of football as well. As well. Yeah. As well. Great <laughs> stuff. Uh, well done to our ticket competition winners. We asked you the name of uh, the striker who was on loan at the Stags last season who now plays for Accrington. Uh, it is, of course, Billy Key. Well done to Andrew Beastall from Mansfield and James Weaver from Mansfield. You won those tickets, and we'll tell you how to get those tickets shortly. From me, Jason Harrison, have a great Christmas, great New Year. We'll see you here three weeks from now as we look ahead to that game against Stevenage, which is now on the 9th of January. Have we got a cliffhanger for the mid-season break? No. no. <laughs> Brilliant. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.